Good morning, Ariel. Welcome back to the Council of Elders, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 6 is here with my special guest. Not special guest. You're not a special guest, but you are a special summon. What's up, Nick? How Let's you, go. How you doing, man? It has been a hot minute. Dude, I, I say it every time. I absolutely love that intro track. And right? I don't have an Alexa, but if I had an Alexa, <laughs> I would 100% make that like my wake up song. Just every morning. Imagine brushing your teeth to that, you know, putting on your socks and shoes. You're going to have a good day. I believe it. Uh, so, did you just get a haircut? Your hair looks amazing. I got a haircut today. Yeah, so so did I. It's yeah. like we planned this. I got a nice, you know, shave too. I don't know right if you there. know, it's a full moon today. Oh. So maybe. Maybe we just naturally like decided to get our haircuts on a full moon. We're feeling <laughs> good. We're a little werewolfy. Yeah, you know, a little, that's crazy. <laughs> Dude, uh, it has been a wild ride so far. The last what three weeks or so. Unity, the, you know, the rush to Unity, getting Unity in people's hands, and then you know the aftermath after that. Obviously, we all know all the bumps in the roads, but we've gotten through a lot of those bumps, and it's been really exciting to see the development of Unity and of Crypto Rares going into the future. Man, how how do you feel so far about uh, where we're at right now? I feel really good about where we're at right now. You know, uh, two weeks ago, I definitely didn't feel good. You know, I was mm -hmm. I was you know frustrated and bummed out just because of all the bugs that we were, you know, experiencing with Unity, but it, it was a choppy, you know, week or seven to 10 days. But I think by getting it out, we were going to have to get it out eventually. And by getting it out and kind of working through those bugs while it was live has let us get it out the door quicker because there is mm -hmm. just so many edge cases and lessons learned with WebGL and really showed us that you know desktop applications and mobile apps is the future um in hindsight i wish we had you know gotten work on mobile started sooner because it's a little bit of a bummer that some people that like to play the game exclusively on mobile aren't having that opportunity right now mm -hmm. but um i do think we're going to be get be able to get mobile out uh relatively quickly like in the next two weeks and so i think in the big picture it's a small you know, bump in the road, getting to a better place. But like for right now, you know, people that were dealing with all the bugs, certainly very frustrating. And then, you know, people that don't have access on mobile right now, that's a bummer too. Yeah. But I think, you know, cleaning up, uh, you know, both of those things, we're going to be in a much better spot. And we have a lot of quality of life things coming into the game. That's just going to make the, the game client better. And then we have classes right around the corner, which yeah. I think is going to be super, super exciting Dude, when that's classes so come awesome. out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. going to open the door to so much just strategy involved in, in, in PvP. And speaking of PvP, we had our first PvP tournament uh, back in, and uh, we've got a lot to talk about that. We'll allow the the guests that we have awesome. for this episode talk about that and their experience with it. In. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a great time. We've got an amazing panel here. We got Rye Guy. We've got Cero, and we've got the official blockchain verified port uh, mayor of Port Wynn, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so let's go ahead and head over to the group the group call and uh, and get let's into this. It. Let's do it. Let's do it. Ladies and gentlemen, our beautiful guest panels for this evening's episode of Council of Elders. We've got Rye Guy, we've got Bilbo, and we've got the one and only Sarah. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you guys doing? I'm doing pretty great. Yeah? How's the mayor of Portwind? How, how's the work going so far? Uh, you, you've been getting uh, it's going perfectly. It's, yeah, it's going perfectly. Today we had our first uh, tournament back, and it went really good. We we yeah. have we have some, yeah, we have some changes for future ones, uh, but it actually like went without any major issues. We didn't have to cancel, and uh, it it took some time, but it went really smooth. Oh, that's awesome! That's awesome. Hear. 
New I can't wait for the first tournament with like classes too. That's gonna be really wild. Uh, yeah, yeah th that's exactly what we are missing. Like to make it more strategic. Right now, it's way better now with live PvP, and we saw that some people are actually like going in with some strat. But with classes also coming soon, it will be even better and more strategic. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, let's get into the conversation today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you know, we're talking about, you know, unity here. We're talking about the development of it, the current status of crypto raiders and what the future is going to look like for crypto raiders. And I feel like we could talk about this for days, for hours on end. Right. Um, but, you know, each three of these panelists from from Ride Guy to Bilbo to Cero, they all have different inputts. Uh, you know, you've got uh uh, Rye guy having the storyline aspect of the game. Bilbo has kind of, you know, he's the mayor of Portland, so he's got that community uh, opinion there. And then, of course, Saro having the gameplay aspect. Uh, so we got three topics uh, that we're going to jump into here. Uh, and Rye guy, I just we're going to jump into you first um, before we even jump right in. Baby. Yeah, before we even <laughs> like talk about story and how much you're diving into the story of Crypto Raiders. Uh, let me just ask your what's your opinion of Unity so far and in, in the last three weeks or so? Unity is lovely. Um, I, I know there's been bugs and bumps in the road and everything, but it, it really is the bridge to uh, a greater game um, that we get to deliver through the game mechanics, through the storyline, and through uh, playing with other people. Um, so I'm really excited about what Unity brings. Um, just, and I know we've all been excited for that, despite the bumps in the road. And, and we're really cleaning it up and, and getting those quality of life uh, changes in there. We have a great list of things that we're going to add. So I'm really excited to just get this thing um, shipped and fixed and, and ready to go so that we can continue expanding from here. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are great words. I think uh, you nailed on the head in terms of, I mean, Nick just mentioned it, all the bumps in the roads, uh, but we've got, we had to get to this point. You know, these are things that were, you know, growing uh, pains that we have to get through in order to build a game and get to the game where we want it. Um, Bilbo, we've got you next here on the screen. What's your, uh, your thoughts so far in the last three weeks here? And what's your opinion or what's your feel from the community being, you know, the mayor of Portland? I'm just going to go yeah, to that so, every time. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I noticed. So uh, actually, the change was a very like a game changing, and uh, it live PvP uh, changed the whole like uh, way of tournaments and how they work. Uh, now, like for example, it it would take ten minutes for one round to finish back uh, before live PvP. Now it takes it takes way more because people are strat strat are using strategy and uh, mm. they are like trying to take their time to think on what is the next step, what what is my opponent going to do. And as Nick said, was like uh, even classes coming up soon and uh, stat uh, rework, it will get even better and better. And Sarah, from your vantage point, uh, you know, in terms of the gameplay uh, and, and what Unity really has opened up in terms of your your part of the operation, what does it, what does it mean for you, you know, getting Unity out the gate uh, and into you know the foray into people's hands, you know what what feedback have you gotten so far? Yeah, so you got to be the contrarian. You have to come in and be like, "This is shit, dude." <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Unity came out and it definitely had some hiccups uh, at the start. And now that we're figuring out what's going on with like the WebGL and we're going to be focusing more on that like desktop client and the mobile client, I think we can really uh, start figuring out like what we need to do to get the the clients to feel more comfortable. I think it's already really great. Like you can go in, you see all your characters walking around. I'd love I'd love to be able to choose which characters are showing up in those first two rooms, kind of like your boxes in Pokemon. Oh, you can choose yeah. which one show up in box one, box two. But the Unity itself has just been great, right? Because now that it's out, we can continue to focus on a lot of things that we've wanted to do, mm. but we haven't been able to because Unity has just been this thing over our head that we have to take care of. Yeah. And another thing about Unity is that just that the the soundtrack when you're dude. when you're logged in you're just listening dude it's just a, it's a banger that one slaps dude it does that menu music like that mm -hmm. first music like i don't know if you watched gma this this past week but like i was doing my episode and when i was recording it i was like man this music just gets me pumped i felt like i was doing a motivational speech for crypto Raiders. it was just it's so good it does slap um, I'm not going to sit here and ask a whole bunch of questions to you guys. Um, that's not, you know, the 
way we're going to run this really this is a conversation between you know all of us uh, about crypto raiders uh, about the development of unity and what we really want to see the future uh, and how it unfolds um so nick i'm going to kind of direct to you here you know um where do you see from right now where we're at uh, where do you see us going here, moving forward uh, through crypto errors? When we're looking at the three, you know, you know, points of of uh, attention that these three gentlemen are looking at, like where do you see us going? Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you know, the the next thing immediately out is the the classes, um, and then uh, the the team is working on the the kind of overworld multiplayer experience. I've been sort of saying it internally is that like all the things that we've done in this most recent patch has been you know trying to make crypto raiders feel like more like an rpg and we still have a lot of work to do in that department but at least we've established you know somewhat of an rpg game and now we're trying to add the mmo side to the rpg so we're trying to add that social experience you know trading you know hanging out fishing talking doing all sorts of things together that that social elements completely missing and i think that the crypto raiders community is like you know really special and there's there's lots of um you know really cool relationships and it'd be awesome to actually see them um in game um and so we're right now we're just trying to get the quality of life on unity better and get classes out and then the, mm -hmm. the dev team's going to start uh you know focusing in on that um but there's all sorts of things that we you know want to get in with that patch hopefully as well like crafting and and there's things that we had to cut out of this current unity build just to get it out so for example like we have the code all good to go for there to be like multiple enemies in dungeons and potentially multiple allies in dungeons and with our next release it would be awesome to you know expand the dungeon experiences um like that as well but we have all sorts of things that were looking at doing since you know we're a multifaceted company we had a great discussion i think it was yesterday um rye guy and, and zero were on the call as well and it was discussing you know web3 and how to better integrate with web3 on the long-term horizon for crypto raiders but we talked about all sorts of things for example <laughs> like just massively improving the questing system so right now like the questing system is just a drag and i think that for some people you can then make the argument like since it didn't work that like you know questing should all be entirely off chain but you can also make the argument that there's some special things about questing on chain still but it just needs to be way easier you need to click like one button and send all of your any raider that you want out on a quest that gets you like potions back instead of having to do like a nine-step process to make a health potion especially since the current dungeons really require you to have a health potion and so you're we're kind of like forcing people through this very frictionless process we're also looking at like actually just bringing a potion merchant into the game where you can buy potions in the game mm. uh, if you don't want to have to deal with the liquidity pools and you don't have to deal with all the on-chain stuff and you have orm in your account you can just go to the potion merchant and you can buy um, potions um we also have to uh uh, get mobs integration up to speed that's been lagging behind um so we have an airdrop that we have to do there and then uh we want to start improving like the the you know utility that mobs were getting so one of the discussions was um in some of the, some of the future quests that we want to do that will be tied into the crafting system it would be very cool for like mobs to be able to steal some of those supplies um by staking to that that same contract um, and kind of making mobs a part of the resource game as well. So um, we're looking at all sorts of things, but I mean, really, we just have to get Unity, like in, it's pretty close to a good foundation. Uh, and then we really want to expand into that that social feel where you're yeah. not just grinding, you know, dungeons, you're fishing and you're trading with people and you're talking with people. You're like, hey, let's meet up in this server and like, let's trade some items and let's go fishing together. Um, I think that social experience is 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 really important. So that's the that's the you know short term horizon for for at least half of the you know rest of 2022. But um, I, I feel really good. I mean, the the team is is motivated. We're we're accomplishing a lot. Like some of it, you don't see a lot of this stuff is back end. Like I don't, I think some people don't you know fully understand that like every interaction that happens in the game 
is happening on our servers and you're just seeing the visualization of it on your screen and that's so that we're a super secure rpg that you know no funny business can go on someone can't you know exploit or, or hack or anything like that and in that kind of infrastructure there's way more front loading in terms of building some of the the necessary components but it's going to pay off in the long haul when we just have a you know we don't have to worry about people duping items for mm. example right selling 100 to last just because there's not these client-side interactions that kind of open the door easily to that kind of stuff so um yeah i i feel great about where we are um I, i'm really excited to get classes out because we mm -hmm. saw a preview of classes today on the dev call and zero did a great job we were actually just going to get classes out of the door and have them all run mm -hmm. off of the existing energy system and and zero really kind of made a case for these classes should really feel and act differently and watching that today in the demo was really exciting like watching a barbarian start out with like you know zero rage but as it's taking damage it's it's getting enough rage to start to get some synergy going um but it's like a little bit of like a you know you don't see like the barbarian really kind of come online until it's it it really starts getting enough rage where then it's starting to slam abilities and it becomes like you know powerful um the, then the wizards have their own system and then druids have their you know spirit system where they're getting one spirit at a time so from a flavor perspective it it, it really like the classes really feel different um we still have to go through a round of balancing so we have to get the rogue uh, class in and then we have to give it to zero and the rest of the team uh, game design team to to really play through all these classes on pve and pvp and make sure they all feel good um, and then I just can't wait to get those out because I think that that's like the, not the final component, but a big component of like, okay, this is an RPG. And then we're going to get the dev team to switch gears to the next, the next patch. No, oh, that's awesome. I'm really excited to see classes get in the hands of the players and just see what they do with the abilities, the different ways that they decide, decide they want to spec their character. There's just so much interesting things that could happen with that. I'm so excited for that. And the Paladin's looking so good. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Paladin is my favorite in terms of it's, like, I, everyone's favorite. Oh yeah, for sure. Just like in World of Warcraft, there's some like you know when Death Knight came out, like you know everyone wanted to be a Death Knight. Uh, Paladin is going to be the same way. But um, I, I, the other thing is that we're only coming out with the top tree of the uh, talent tree, but then like in you know a month and a half, two months, we're going to come out with the next tree, which is going to like allow people to access like nine different core talent points in that second tree like times six classes so like the level of depth there it's going to be super exciting and i can't wait to see like what what bilbo and the rest of the you know people think and, and like see happening in tournaments like these weird synergies that like no one thought about you know what i mean that people just like find mm -hmm. uh, i'm looking forward to that yeah as we one thing that is a little off topic but one thing that i've always been really excited for is when we get those item sets going uh and that that's another thing that'll really introduce even more of that character building and just in interesting builds that people can do. And it'll be just so, so fun to see the kind of me metas that develop. And I also think that the, 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 the item sets can help solve like some of the problem right now, where I feel like there's a little bit too much of like a power curve on the items mm -hmm. where like, you know, like legendary should be the best. They should always be the best. Right. But like, I think legendaries right now, are like 50% better than a common, 40% better than an on, like, you know, like compared to even like a rare, I think they're like, you know, 25. They're pretty good. <laughs> they're really good, right? That, that's my point. They're really good. Um, and not that you should like remove that, but like you can make a rare item set where you have to get three rares, but you get like three rares and you're kind of within margin of, you know, someone rocking, you know, a legendary weapon or something like that, where you at least feel a little competitive. So there's a question in. Go ahead, go ahead, Bobo. No, no, it's, it's fine. You can I was just gonna say it. there's a there's a question in chat, you know, talking about dungeons, um, you know, and how people are already completing, you know, the final dungeon in heroic. Are any are there any thoughts in in regards to uh, that? And if you know, are those dungeons that we're doing right now is that supposed to hold us over till till whatever September first? Yeah, well, I mean, like the the top tier is always going to clear stuff, you know, yeah. the fastest. Yeah. 
in, in any MMORPG. You know, like if you look at like World of Warcraft when they do a new release and mm-hmm. I'm blanking on the names. Is it Method? That's like the number one guild out there, I think, right? And they're just like grinding it to get to that, you know, crazy level of content. I'm not too surprised that some of the top people are already clearing um, through that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think when classes come out, they're going to be you know, going through some of these other dungeons and grinding them to get like specific items that synergize really well um, with their classes. Um, we also have a, a, a improvement to the stat system that I think is going to make like wanting to play all of the dungeons and obtaining some of the different loot, you know, better. But with our game, like if you load up enough dungeon keys, like you can plow through like a lot of content in in not a crazy amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, also- there- yeah, go ahead, Bobo. Uh, yeah, one thing rego- regarding that, uh, the people that are beating Heroic right now need at least like um, two epic items or one legendary or maybe one uh, epic and one normal. So statistically, if you like only uh, think about the probability for that happening with the free runs alone, it's almost like very slim the chance for that. Uh, it's near to impossible for like five ten people to have that if we are if we only have like maybe one thousand players so it is not even likely that people will be beating heroic unless they spend keys and if they do then there is no way to stop them actually like if if you are spending keys to advance then it's your right to be ahead of other players I know a lot of people. I mean, myself as well. Uh, the sage is pretty strong. That's that's the yeah, first. Sage slaps me, dude. I'm like, how are people doing this? Like, if I had two potions, maybe. But then such uh, uh, starts popping that shield. Like, do I need to go in with sneak? Is that the play? You just got to stand sneak. Think so. I tried going in with sneak, and now it wasn't cutting it for me. Either. Oh, really? I, I find magic armor working a little bit better still. Because what happens is you get the one good attack in with the sneak. But the the armor still persists for another turn or two, so you still end up sinking damage into the armor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so what you what you have to do is you have to use, you have to time your magic armor after their magic armor, so you get that little bit of extra tempo where theirs decays a little bit faster, and you want to take your sips of your potion as well while their magic armor is up. You've heard it from the master. A little bit of extra turn. Yeah, just talking now, like you see that there is. A huge part of a strategy that is involved to beat one dungeon so the game like changed in like um, three months very like the change is very big so mm. everything now requires you to enter with a strategy before where before that you would only just spam that spam, button spam attack. Yeah. yeah and it was boring so i think the most exciting part of like uh unity is not that uh it came out yes that's also exciting the live pvp for example but it's actually that it opens the gate for creative work and creative thinking and very interesting stuff that are coming like uh fishing uh land and also like classes and so on i think that's the most important part uh, of unity yeah I, i completely agree with that and it's it's a good foundation um and I think, like, you know, I, I, I've been playing a little bit of Rust recently. I don't know if you, any of y'all have played Rust, but my wife was out of town for a few days, and I, I went Let's uh, go. into Rust party, on the weekend. Party at Nick's house. It's built in Unity, you know? And I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's, that's, like, you know, good. It's a proper game client. And, like, we're starting to see some of that stuff on, like, the dev and, like, the the art side in terms of just, like, what we can build and what we can do with it. Um so yeah it's going to be a big investment in in the next cycle like like stuff like bilbo is talking about of like making this like an actual game like when crypto years first came out it was like almost like a simulated dungeon like the outcome was like pre-rolled based on your stats right and then once it was live fighting the boss but like you were just spamming and like attack it was still like predetermined by your stats you know what i mean and then we added runes but then you're just popping that once like you know the the layers of complexity were like so minimal but like now with abilities and then with classes coming and then as the dungeons get more complex as we started to show different scenarios and then imagine when there's different enemies and then imagine when potentially you need to bring in different allies and like the allies that you're bringing into dungeons like do you need a healer for this dungeon or should you go triple dps 
or do you need like kind of tankier physical armor pe people? So you want like a warrior, a, a paladin, and a barbarian. You know that kind of strategy. Yeah, that kind of strategy coming in is going to make it feel like a proper RPG because no proper RPG out there involves you just spamming the attack button. You know, and so a, a lot of the progress that we've been making is just like getting the game to be like an actual game. And if you're kind of just like grinding it and farming it, some of that stuff isn't going to be like you know fully realized or appreciated yet i think when we get in this like world map experience where you're running around and you're seeing other players like that's really going to lock in mm. uh like that that true mmo rpg feel um but yeah we're, we're, we're getting really close um and we, we still have a lot to deliver on we have a lot of promises to close the loop on but I, i'm feeling really strong about where we are positionally and and like how excited our team is to continue to build this uh i think we're in a really good spot yeah, let me say this like you know i've been paying attention to a lot of projects you know in the metaverse in web3 etc uh in a lot of discords and you know development has completely stopped for some of these these games or these projects right like i know a few projects that i'm in that i freaking sinked money into and now they're doing nothing and uh, and it sucks, right? And I know we've all experienced some some sort of that, probably unless you're a master at this, Nick. Um, but I'm just like, dude, I've taken so many like negative ninety percent L's in this game that like I, I just it's just like par for the course, dude. I bought right before crypto or NFTs absolutely exploded. I bought like 20 grand worth of crypto unicorn stuff. I'm like, yeah, dude, this is like smart. These are going to be at 1E. They're like 0.03 right now. And I'm not mad at crypto unicorns. That's just like the function of the market. The market's yeah. going to price things based on market conditions, just like they price a stock. You know, yeah. like I own, I own literally Unity stock and I'm down like 82% on that. I'm down, you know, massive percentages. You know, that just, that, that just happens in the space. But the difference is what you're saying is, is like, a project can be down and give up or a project yeah. can be down and like just keep exactly. building. Yep. And like we've we've like always from the beginning like been about like we're trying to make an actual, you know, legitimate game here. And that's always been our vision and that's always been our goal. And I'm of the belief that if our team just stays in the game and is building and building and building it's like we're in the wild west right now, right? Mm -hmm. And there's like so many opportunities to find like gold in the mountains. You know what I mean? But you, if you leave the wild west, you'll never find it. And by us just grinding and building in crypto readers, we're going to unlock like all of these, you know, opportunities in this bear market of like cool possibilities with like Web3 integrations or just new things we can do. We've had like so many interesting discussions. Like what if guilds are actually like, on, like on like controlled by smart contracts on the blockchain so they're like there's they're kind of like dow you know dow entities sort of in like existing guilds can like you know just hook into the system but like if you and a bunch of buddies want to like build a guild you can use like a pre-existing like smart contract template essentially and like customize things a little bit and you'd be like okay all you know all you know five out of ten of us have to vote on a decision you know what I mean? Like only these people have access to the treasury, et cetera. Um, and that's just an I idea. But I think like the longer we're in the game, the more we're going to be able to unlock. But like right now, the priority has been like, OK, we got to make this a fun game and a fun experience because it doesn't matter how cool your Web3 integrations are, how mm -hmm. innovative you are, if your game isn't fun to play. And that's, you know, everyone's kind of talking about that now in the bear market, you know, some kind of speaking what everyone else is saying. But, you know, mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to do with all you know all the initiatives also like very big project with like 100k followers if not more are not able to build the game right now so you guys with just smart financial decision made it possible for you to compete and even like win this battle against other project that got even way way more but didn't uh strategize well for the bear market so I, I feel like you deserve some love that no one is giving you regarding that part uh, at least of uh, the game building and team building yeah and I, I really appreciate that because like it's always been our you know our like mantra that like you know the 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 company funds are the company funds and the company funds are how we're you know going to make crypto readers great and like expand it so we treated it you know as such so like there was always these opportunities to catch like higher returns and stuff like that. Literally all we did was stable coin farming. Uh, and that was it. 
And even, you know, after Luda blew up, we're like, I don't even think this is worth it. Like, we're like, okay, let's, you know, and let's get some money in like the bank account, just a nice, you know, United States bank account where uh, it's, it's safe and sleepy and sound and have a portion of it in there. Um, but yeah, like now we have an advantage uh, of being able to like deploy that capital um, and, and, you know, try to make some moves with it. And yeah, I, I feel I feel really strong. I mean, we're we're we have a good team. We have a a, a long runway. I actually kind of think our runway is a little too long. I think that over the next year we need to invest more resources um, because we really need to be um, cooking. You know, this time next year in in twenty twenty three, and we in twenty twenty four we need to be, you know, at, at the next level. We're not just like sitting around like, you know. Oh, okay. Let's just have a good time. I mean, we're having a good time, right? But yeah. like, we got to run a real business here. You know, we got to make this a winning product. I mean, we could, yeah, we could get to the point where once once the bear market is you know slowly ending and it's starting to go up and up and up and up. Well, you know what's going to happen with Raider Token and Raiders and mounts and all of that is going to go up with it. You know, and you know this is going to compound on top of each other. Then we're not talking just about dollar value here. We're just talking about the game's value in terms of how much fun. Like we're we're going to be developing a much more fun game, and the market's going to be going up, and it's just it's just going to compound on top of each other. And that that part for me is really exciting. Yeah, especially if we look like years ahead. Like how much of those, you know, those jerkins are going to be, you know, like <laughs> jerkin parts. You only can get in with a jerkin, you know, and those going to be exclusive. The mayor of Portwin hosts them once a quarter. I heard the mayor of Portman only wears the uh, the purple robes. Purple robes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> did he get the Did he get the sheriff? Uh, you know, ETH domain as well, so you can have a sheriff. Oh, no, Portland yes. sheriff! But guys, if sheriff everyone listening here, we need a sheriff. So I, I cannot be the mayor and sheriff at the same time. Yeah. So we need someone else. <laughs> we need some delineation of labor. That's funny. Keenan, uh, you you hear that, Keenan? Go get it. Go get it, Keenan. Would be would be interesting to see him as a sheriff. Someone please front run that. We cannot have Keenan sheriff. <laughs> it will cause chaos. Oh, yeah, that's hilarious. So, Rai guy, um, let's turn to the story of Crypto Raiders and the development of that. Just a like a hundred and eighty degree here change. Uh, what what have you been doing so far? Can you give us any leaks? Like, how's the well, first off? How's the comic book coming? How's that development coming? Uh, do we have any? ETA on that. Uh, what can you give us? The comic book is developing really well. Um, you you know you've all seen um, some of the snippets of the sketches from Azhash, and Azhash is doing a fantastic job. Um, and and the story is built out in a in a way that I'm actually it kind of unfolded um, subconsciously, like in a, actually outside of my conscious. Um, uh, though just seeing the way like reading over the script that I wrote and then seeing like snippets of story that were unfolding without me even realizing it was really interesting. Um, and I'm super excited to get it out. That said, uh, I've been, well, we've all been really thrown into unity and getting things balanced and, and planning for the next cycle of content patch. And, and so there has been a little bit of a stall on it. Um, but the story is there and it is a really exciting story. Um, we're just kind of taking a pause on the publication side. Mm. G give us some leaks. Portwin is asking for some leaks. Uh, well, I'll, I'll give you a question. He's, he's like, he's like Portwin. Uh, he's already speaking for Portwin. <laughs> so I, I'll give, I'll give a little bit of a synopsis of what's going on. Um, you're the, the, the main characters are a group of ragtag guards going out to um, to recruit uh, some other uh, people to the town um, nearby, uh, and there there's some trouble that unfolds uh, near where we actually play the game, a place called the Walking Woods, and so uh, it'll be really exciting to see the fights between. Um, these people and the goblins and uh, some 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 crazy story unfolds. It's it's pretty exciting. I'm excited, um, and we're, I'm going to be playing on these aspects of gameplay without forcing you to relive the moments in the game that you've already played. Oh, that's so cool. 
Like I for one love storytelling, so that's 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 why I play RPG games is the story. So you know, once once that gets uh, you know developed even more and expanded upon, I think that that's when I'm going to have my most fun personally. Raccoon from chat asks, "Do you need better uh, beta readers?" <laughs> um, we we've got an awesome team of of people who who love story uh, on the Crypto Raiders team. I'm not sure how far outside of the team the uh, first the first draft will go. Fair enough. Fair enough. Sarah, what's your most exciting the most exciting thing you're looking forward to uh, uh, when classes drop? Uh, watching the the types of builds people come up with and see see what people inevitably find out what is the strongest and what what's the weakest and trying to make sure that we get that all up to snuff because I want to make sure that we have people playing a variety of different uh, classes. That's definitely going to take some time to get that figured out. Have you been making your, be, your own be. classes? Say that again. Have you been making your own classes? Yeah. So the the concept of the classes were already the the knight. The, the paladin, the uh, druid, rogue, barbarian, and, and the uh, mage. That that was already uh, figured out. But I, I helped out a lot with uh, with figuring out the flavor for a lot of them mm. and how they're all going to play. So, like, the, the druid is going to be a support-based class uh, primarily. Uh, and the way their energy system would work is once every turn, you get a little bit of spirit. And that spirit is how you cast your spells. So they like when battles are drawn out and they're long so that they can keep casting spells, keep supporting their teammates and do what they need to do to survive. Whereas some other classes like the mage, mage just operates with flat mana. Uh, the mana would be based off of how much intel, how smart they are, how much intelligence they are, they have. So they can cut, they can start uh, kind of like the Danny DeVito meme anyway, I started blasting. They can start casting a whole bunch of spells, but they'll run out of mana. So they don't like those long drawn out fights because they, they, they can't keep up in the, in the mm. late stages of the game. So it's just getting that flavor and seeing how everyone uh, perceives it. And if they like it, I'm really excited to see that. It would be also interesting. Uh, uh, Kix, you are, you are muted, by the way. Go, go. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, no. You first. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I was uh, just uh, going to say that it would be interesting, like, we both play uh, League of Legends, as, and it's very interesting to see some like uh, champions all here in our uh, game. It's classes being mm -hmm. built different, with like maybe even like tanky classes being built for full damage, and uh, to see if that's actually possible in 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 the class system that you are working on right now, because I, I think it's uh, a good idea to give like player the full uh, adv uh, like a uh, the, the whole experience and allowing them to test things to come up like maybe with builds that are not that were not designed but actually work out uh, afterwards yeah and what, one of the things you're saying like about league like they they do a really good job at having a lot of their champions feel very different with like their their different primary resource systems that some of the champions have like they have like Trindmere has their has their rage they have uh, Rumble has has the heat system, which I always thought that was a really cool one. Just so many, so many really interesting uh, systems that they've got there. One thing I'm curious about, Zero, do you think the class abilities, like, will people still kind of like miss magic armor with like the basic abilities? Um, I magic armor is a really strong ability, so I'm it's sure people are gonna strong. miss it. Yeah. yeah I've been saying for a bit, like magic armor is definitely like it lets yeah. you tank, it lets you buy like three turns to like two and a half to three turns. And in those multiple turns, you're attacking, so you're building up energy to cast another magic armor. So magic armor really draws out the length of games. And yeah. it's also just it's really powerful. And like Yeah. So people are definitely gonna miss it just because of like we'll just nerf it a little bit anyway. So the curve down isn't that yeah i i think the way to the way to do that is i think if you just straight take it away people would be pretty ha pretty upset so we, we need to ease them off of it we need to wean them off the power yeah, of magic armor yeah, dude magic armor is there's there's simply you know dungeons i'm not beating without it you know what i mean i tried like i tried to go in like with strength with like a unique build you know what i mean i had like you know battle cry and i had you know you know brace i don't know if you can pick both those at the same time but i had like three of mm -hmm. those abilities 
it just got shredded. I'm like, okay, cool. Back to magic armor. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I definitely want to get that more. That helps the yeah. for the game if we like just keep it, uh, keep one ability that is dominating everything else. Oh, yeah. And exactly. I also think it's not like fun if, uh, um, like, if I takes 40 turns where like a half of it is just spamming one ability, which mm -hmm. doesn't do any damage. Yeah, you need, that's the thing is like in a lot of the fights, like I don't even have enough energy to pop like a sure strike. Like sometimes I can get armor. in. Yeah, some, some, yeah, I'm just spending it all in armor and like sometimes I can sneak in. I'm blinking, what's the 15 energy one with like two eyes on a purple background that gives oh, you eyes. Like, yeah, right. eyes. Yeah, because I like, in an ideal world, I want to like pop magic armor, pop like sharp eyes and then get like a sure strike off, you know what I mean? And try to crit with the sure strike um, or pop a brace, you know, and try to crit with the brace and, you know, the sure strike or, or the uh, whatever eyes, you know, pop. But yeah, sharp eyes popped. Yeah, so one of the one of the biggest issues uh, with the magic armor is just the fact that we don't have cooldowns implemented on it. So you can keep spamming it a whole bunch. Um, if there are cooldowns, then it becomes more about timing it, right? Because you want to use your magic armor when your opponent is like getting capped off on energy, right? So that they, they feel obligated to cast a spell. So you would want to try to catch like their magic missiles or you want to catch their, their sure strike with your magic armor. You don't want to be using it in the face of them using a buff spell because then it decays. So once you get those cooldowns in and if you have it being a long enough cooldown where it, the spell doesn't become the best option all the time, that might be a pretty good yeah. spot to be in. Uh, there is also one interesting question from the chat. Uh, it's from Junokyo, and that's will monster have their own set of moves now or eventually, or are they going to uh, be using these classes? I, I think it's it would be very interesting to see like some kind of badass monster that has its own unique abilities that no one else can have like uh, in game. Yeah, I, I like that a lot. I also like the idea of certain mobs or certain bosses having, like, a unique passive just for them. Like, maybe, uh, what would be a good example? Maybe, like, um, oh, what's the name? Gargos. The, Gargos the Stinky. Maybe, like, every time he attacks something, he's also poisoning it. Yeah. Something like that. Yep. Yeah, I also think that uh, with the dungeons, we um, eventually, and this will also help with, like, the strategy, is, like, have, have encounters that, like, you know, have stages or phases. Um where the boss is like acting differently during those phases so maybe like one phase it's doing uh, a lot of damage and so you want to get out of that phase as quickly as possible you know what i mean it's like doing a lot of damage but it's like weaker um and then maybe there's a phase where it becomes stronger and it's doing less damage and so then you want to be like popping like you know damage resist against him or something like that um or reducing his armor uh, you know, to get more damage in, then maybe the third phase, like two minions pop, and you got to do something, you know, else like that without making these encounters absurdly long. But like, you know, a lot of the boss fights are, are somewhat linear. There are some bosses that will change the abilities that they pop based on how much HP they have. You know, like they may be popping a certain set. So there's some flavor, but I think we can get a lot more flavor going there. Yeah, the one of the funny ones was the day that Unity came out. I we were actually like. I was trying to get some of that feeling like the bosses can each have a little bit of different things. So I'm, we had one boss that as soon as the fight started, he was very fast. So he got the first priority and he had enough armor. He had enough mana to cast a uh, magic armor as soon as the fight started. Yeah, I so, and I, I remember reading a comment in uh, in the chat saying, Hey, this, this boss is casting magic armor on turn one. Is this a bug? <laughs> <laughs> uh, also like one more, one thing that, uh, needs to be maybe reworked is ed right now uh, i i get the feedback from uh, all players all the time when we have like tournaments that ed is a uh, kind of boring right now and it's lasting way too long once it came out we were like at uh, eye level 10 to 16 so it was fine to uh, just like reach floor 16 but now with eye level uh, 32 which is not even like out yet uh, and ED, I, I feel like we need to uh, change the system of it a little bit where we allow people, for example, that are uh, fighting with eye level 32 to start from eye level uh, 20 maybe, 
and then go up just 12 ages to be able to gain uh, the eye level uh, 32, which is uh, the highest right now. So it, it would be just 12 floors instead of 32, which is I the case right now. I completely agree with that. Um, it, it, it there's there's multiple problems. One is that in the length. The other is like you have to log in and run it every day, or you feel like you're going behind, you know, or potentially falling behind. And so maybe switching that to like an X per week thing uh, could be interesting as well. Like you know, five runs per week or something like that. But then also like uh, getting more interesting like loot into endless dungeons as well. Like it's also just like not as exciting just to be grinding for necklaces and and rings you know what i mean like it's you're, you're, you're still you get a good necklace or a ring you're like feeling like happy but like it's very you know it's been the same in interaction there's been no updating to the loot tables um and i mean we held off on the first one like one of the I, when we were talking about it i think maybe by guy you're talking about or zero you're talking about it like adding like effects to the rings and the necklaces where they were doing more fun things like they were like poison you know rings or like poison necklaces where you could start adding poison damage every turn if you had them um but yeah endless dungeon needs a complete re rework like you know top to bottom um but i think that there, like you suggested there's some stop gaps like just make it not last as long make the max be level 12 and you get to level 12 you get a good piece of loot um instead of having to grind for like 45 minutes in a uh you know to get through like all your endless dungeons on just one account also, like there is one very, very interesting idea. Uh, we were one time talking about that in tournaments, and the idea was actually to. Uh, I, I forgot who came up with the idea, so I'm sorry for that. But it was that uh, instead of uh, keeping it once daily, as you said, keep, uh, make it once weekly, and also like give players maybe the ability to reroll, uh, and also like uh, give them, uh, like for example, right now if you reach a uh, floor. 32 where you defeat like six or seven mythics then it's the same like reaching uh, 32 where you only face father of course there is like a uh, uh, probabilities for that happening and it's slow but uh, i mean maybe we should also reward people if you fa end up facing like a mythic then uh, you are guaranteed to take uh, uh, to get uh, maybe like a certain rarity and then also giving people like three uh, rerolls so once you uh, for example uh, finish the dungeon run as uh, the, the ed run you get to refresh three times uh if you choose to refresh then you lose the ones that you had before so maybe it's like a decision should i take the save like uh epic one or should i uh, risk it for a legendary and also uh one more idea was that you should pay for every single reroll after that with our room like maybe a uh, 10 hour room or so yeah, we've, we've definitely talked about uh, that mechanic, so it's great that you all are like liking that idea as well. Um, in, in item reroll, maybe like one is for like we talked about just like how we could do it where it basically kind of increasingly gets more expensive every time you want to reroll. So there's like a higher disadvantage to doing it. Basically, it kind of sets like a theoretical cap, you know, like um, it, it and like, you know, you only want to roll an epic you know, three or four times because then it becomes, you know, expensive enough that it's just not cost effective to want to keep re-rolling it. But I completely agree with that because especially since there's multiple stats and it can like top stat and it can top number in the different stats, you know, like sometimes you have like a role that you like, but like all the points are in luck, you know what I mean? And you have like five in strength or whatever, and that's what you want. Yeah. So yeah, I think, yeah. I think some sort of re-roll mechanic makes a lot of sense. Um, could be a way to... Um, you know, uh, create like a little bit of an orum sync as well. Um, and especially when you get like a legendary, you know what I mean? Or you get like a super mm. rare item and it's just crap to your rolls and you're just like, no, are you kidding what's, me? What's a good number for rerolling that though? If you got a legendary, what do you think? Like 500 orum, a thousand orum to reroll that or more? Uh, yeah, you can should, make it. Should it be like high risk, high reward? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's a couple ways of like looking at it. Like one is is that, uh, you, you just set different levels for like each <laughs> type. You know what I mean? So like to reroll a common, it's like you know, five orm. Well, not that anyone would even want to reroll that, but like let's say like rerolling a rare is like you know ten orm, but maybe rerolling a legendary is like a hundred or two fifty or you know something like that. Yeah. Um, but then you would want to make it like so that they can't just. You want to create a balance because like if people want to like you know spend a top roll that's fine but you also want to like disincentivize like the excess of that 
you know what i mean because then like people that don't re-roll are going to be like or don't want to re-roll feel like they have to re-roll right yeah. like you can't let someone re-roll 20 times and just like you know get the nuts <laughs> uh, you know like you got to make um, it like pretty like as bilbo said like a little bit of like risk or reward or if you just have a complete terrible roll it's all upside which is nice if you get a terrible roll you're like cool okay i'm gonna roll twice i'll be happy with either of these next two rolls because it's way better than what i currently have also one very interesting idea that came from uh the chat from yikes is uh, maybe like instead of making it like you reroll and get a legendary if you put some kind of risk like there is a 25% chance you also get a legendary afterwards, but there is also 75% to get an epic. So you are one down and you can never like maybe go up. So it's only uh, going, going down, down from there. And uh, so now you ask yourself, is my item or my weapon uh, bad enough to risk getting an epic instead of legendary or not? Mm. It's good ideas. I love it. I, I, I mean, like, I think I like just like punishing people, Mayor. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't want to. Bad roll. Your legendary is now an epic. <laughs> I, I don't want to dive too deep into into this, but um, there's also the possibility, like, say you you roll an item and you're not too crazy about the item that you rolled. Well, maybe you can go and you can take that item to a blacksmith, and that blacksmith can work on it a little bit, tune it up, make it a, a stronger item, mm. reforge it a little bit for you. Maybe adding like a. Uh some enhancement level as uh, there are there are many mmos where you have a weapon and uh, that has a different uh, a certain like level eye level or uh, let's just call it like rarity if you get a legendary eye level 31 then you can make it like uh, a legendary plus one and you pay a certain amount and it gives you like a boost five percent on mm -hmm. your stat and you can make it like until plus five so that would be for the hardcore pvp players if we up the prices a little bit, then it would be like the worst is for them to do it. it. Reminds me of Black Desert Online, a little bit. That that mechanic. I am, yeah. Not, I haven't played it in a long time because I don't have time, but uh, I did enjoy. Yeah. I did enjoy the aspects of the game and and uh, the farming and the fighting and all that. It was it was a fun game. Um, I think they nailed a lot there. Um. Oh, there's something I was gonna say. Oh, this this idea I'd love to see is we have a a major boss, uh, like a boss that's not even an NFT or something like that, and we all can go in once a week or once a day to fight it as a community, right? Mm -hmm. And then like if we kill it as a community, if like the the the, the residents of Port Wynn kill it, you know, then we all get a hundred million orum, you know, or something crazy like that. But uh, I think that would be awesome. That would be such a, a sweet engagement piece, if that's possible. Have, having Some global bosses is the... something that I think a lot of us are pretty interested in. So. Yeah. I yeah. think that'd be cool. Uh, Summoner's War has that mechanic where there is like a ward boss, and uh, people can defeat it for like, and then uh, you get rewards. Uh, maybe that's not how it works there, but maybe you get rewards, uh, rewards based on your damage that you dealt to that boss, and you can only do it once. Uh, a weekly you cannot buy any entry or so on to keep it fair for everyone mm. so people who maxed out everything will have advantage and this is like a good burning mechanic for the game also like if we add uh, the enhancement of weapons and also some way to earn way more than everyone else if you end up being an advantage over everyone else I feel like we could talk about ideas and brainstorm ideas and, and we could just go for days, right? Um, but when it comes down to it, we got to iron out the, uh, you know, the, the bugs, iron out the, the road for, you know, lack of a better term, um, and, uh, and get to, you know, a more comfortable playing state for the game. Um, but I love that we're still talking about ideas, you know, and that those are all still on the table and it's really exciting uh, to, to just brainstorm. Um, all right, we're just about an hour for the episode. Last thoughts, Rye Guy, Bilbo, Saro, Nick. Hmm. Anything you'd like to mention to the community or say to the community? Yeah, yeah one, think, one. Uh, uh, Mayor, hold on. Okay, one sec. Okay, buddy, <laughs> Sorry. I'm Sorry. You in the next re-election, okay? I don't even know. You snuck in a little. <laughs> I, I just took it over, I'm pretty sure. 
it, it, it was fairly uh, 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 I can illegally be the mayor, but I will be backing uh, opposition unless uh, unless we start working together behind the scenes. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but I, I, I was uh, I just wanted to say quickly thanks to everybody in the community. Uh, I, I appreciate everyone, especially when things like you know uh, aren't ideal or like are frustrating and stuff like that. And us as a team definitely like feels that frustration, and we always want to deliver a great product. And we didn't do a great job of that out the gate with Unity. But I do believe by like, sometimes you got to push something out, you know, push a bird out of the nest for it to learn how to fly. And like, that's what we kind of did with Unity. Um, and I, I think we're in a much better spot like two weeks later. It's still not perfect, but appreciate everyone with that. And we're really excited just to keep delivering for the rest of the year. And then uh, big plans for 2023. Over to you, Mayor. Yeah, uh, I, I just wanted to tell people that we will have a tournament tomorrow and it will be also a max uh, tourney so you are allowed to, to use everything you are also allowed to use potions and it will be best of one we will try it out and see if it works better than best of three which is what we had today best of one oh boy get into that now that's gonna be crazy uh there's, <laughs> a, there's a there's a question i came in chat real quick that i want to ask um uh are we trending towards a one character MMO kind of experience with some alts more so than having five to plus 10 or whatever. Thoughts uh, yeah, I mean, from it's, anyone. It's a great, yeah. It's a great question. And I, I'd love for everyone else to like chime in. Um, you know, it, I think that the more that you make something like a very rich game, the harder it is going to be to play, you know, 40 or 50 versions of it um having said that though like the kind of game that we're building like we're also trying to build it so it doesn't have to be this insane time sink to like have fun and play it you know what i mean and i think that's one of the reasons why like crypto readers has you know had some like longevity and built like a strong community because you didn't need to grind it 14 hours like that would have just sucked you know what i mean like mm -hmm. being able to log in and run your readers so i always think that there's going to be a place for if someone wants to invest more time they can run 10 raiders or 20 raiders or 30 raiders and have a good time but i think for a lot of people yeah they're going to have one raider and then a couple of alts you know so like the average person is and it, it, that's already the numbers now like if you look at the statistics of unique players like the average player has one to five raiders um but what i would say is that if we get to a place where we have a successful game and most people are playing one raider, well, if you have a bunch of raiders now, like, you know, you're, you're probably going to, you know, benefit from that in terms of, you know, being able to, you know, rent out your raiders to people or, you know, sell your raiders, you know, down the road. I think like playing like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of raiders, if, you know, we take this game to a certain level, because that is, at a certain point in time to facilitate that we have to like sacrifice making the game more fun to play mm -hmm. um, and and so yeah i think like if you're looking over like two like you know two years from now i don't think it's going to be feasible to you know run 200 raiders you know every week and be like a top level player i you know on that at all i think a lot of people want to be like the best at three three raiders with three classes um but this is like looking like far ahead there's like you know not stuff like in the works that is going to make all of a sudden like you can't play 10 raiders next week you know what i mean um and there's also the it, conversation it, of guilds you know uh, i mean guilds are still going to be there you'll be able to take your 50 raiders and build a guild out yeah, of those 50. Was like specifically like you an individual person trying yeah. to play like yeah. to you can you can own 500 raiders and build a badass guild you know what i mean and have like 300 members of the guild and you're the guild leader and you you're like running like you're running shit on the server because you you know you you have so much influence and so many people doing things that's a very real possibility mm. so yeah it's a big difference between like can you like own a sig significant amount of assets in the game versus like can you individually play like 200 raiders you know two years from now yeah there i can't think of really any game where you control 100 characters other than like pikmin <laughs> Fair point. My my goal in game design and, and pushing the narrative is that there's just so much depth to the world that 
realistically you choose you choose width or depth in terms of what you do um, and so I'm a social gamer so I want to rely on other people um, to to help balance the abilities that I have whether in combat or in skilling like um, like fishing and cooking and smithing and all of these things um, that's my that's my way of playing so I want that to be an option. However, there are people who like to, to play the Iron Man method where you can't even trade with others and you have to only rely on yourself. So I think there's definitely that duality. And um, just as a social gamer, I want I want there to be that aspect of relying on the, the mayor of Portwin and relying on the other people of Portwin who, who are also, uh, who are also, you know, one's a, one's a smith, one's a cook. Well, I'm a fisherman. And that's where I sink most of my time. And we all trade together because we each have a resource that another one wants. Right, Rag guys gonna be running the 500 man fishing mafia that just like controls <laughs> <laughs> the swordfish market. They're known for the great, you know, swordfish uh, short squeeze of uh, January 2023. That's it. <laughs> I uh, love I'm it. sure you guys. Uh, I'm sure you guys discussed like every single. Um, idea but did you also like uh think about maybe um just to reduce the number of raiders because that's uh, like a little bit too much right now uh giving people the ability to maybe like sacrifice one raider to enhance the other so for example you can uh, enhance your raider five times by sacrificing other raider into him and giving his, uh, your raider more stat points so for example you give you sacrifice you are allowed to do that five times and each time you sacrifice a raider into your raider it be, it, it gets seven more stat points for example yeah i mean i, I think that's a like a interesting idea for sure i mean then you're sort of like forcing people to do that to like keep up um you know but i mean yeah there's definitely you know a burning mechanisms or or, or, or like things that we could explore um at the end of the day, I think that if we don't have a game that eventually has, you know, more than 68,000 players, then no amount of burning is going to make that work out. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think that would be a problem. Yeah, I, I, I agree. We, we will get to uh, 100k, I think, easily in a matter of one to two years. Maybe yeah. if the market is even better. Definitely, and we've explored like like talking about multiple different models where like there's a potential that we have like a larger set of free to play players, but they don't have access to what Raider NFTs get you. And Raider NFTs like are how you can interact with the blockchain, and you can farm for rare materials and do these like really hard quests that get you like very d rare and desirable things. That the free-to-play players then buy from the pay-to-play players right so we could potentially have a game that has a million players that are free to play and like a hundred thousand that are uh, nft players but they're they're like in a play to earn system but then you have a larger subset of players that are in like a free-to-play uh net spender and then you can kind of see how an economy could work that way and then in that case like there's a natural reason to want to have the NFTs because it's getting you access to like materials and consumables that like other players economically need from you. Love it. Going going back to that idea that Bill Bull had mentioned about being able to like burn raiders to kind of upgrade your raiders. One thing that some games will do is uh is ascension. So like if you're you hit max level cap with your raider, you could maybe burn that raider and burn like a vessel raider or a couple vessel raiders. And then that would let that raider ascend. It starts back at level one, and maybe it's just got a smaller, uh, like maybe three percent stronger. Maybe it's a little bit luckier. Yeah. Stuff like that. I think that might be a cool way to kind of do that. I also do think that like seasonal permadeath leagues, where like you you throw a raider into the league, and everyone starts from like level one, and like if you die and like if you die, you die, and like you kind of grind all the way up to the ends, and like people that like place in the top. Um, you know, get like exclusive NFTs, like rare mounts and stuff like that. Yeah, I think that's like another way that we could, you know, do the supply while still making it like not someone's gaining an inherent advantage by like burning NFTs into each other, and therefore you're kind of like forcing people into that route if they want to, you know, stay at the top end. Um, 
all sorts of ways to address that. But yeah, I think I think right now we got a we got a good roadmap for the next like you know couple of months, just making it a better game, and we can uh, you know we can export those other possibilities down the road. Uh, we also have Bermuda's tournament right now. They happen twice a month. I'm not sure if we actually announced that, <laughs> but. I was thinking now everyone knows. Like two thousand people can play in it. Like it's oh, like yeah. automated. It's like a it's like a server. Like you know, you log into like you know, PD XYZ and like you transfer an account like a raider into the pool kind of thing. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah, well, you could run it much bigger, and it's like a two month league or something like that. And like everyone resets to level one, and you're doing something interesting. Yeah, I love that idea. Um, that just brings me back to you know Diablo personally, with the. Uh, permadeath season or the hardcore season yeah uh all right well with that said let's go ahead and wrap it up ladies and gentlemen we've got our giveaway we're going to give some orum away in three two one closing the giveaway good luck to all the entrants in five four three two one who's it going to no way no way again <laughs> how did he have, how did he have a 30 almost 31 percent chance to win that doesn't even make sense well this there is every single 81 away. tickets purchased and he <laughs> did you guys see 25 tickets in chat about his luck earlier <laughs> <laughs> it's rigged uh, he, he won more than 50 percent of the giveaways we made here <laughs> Can, can we ban him from winning this? Yeah, series? I think we... Hashtag ban I'm bad kids. That's the next one. No longer banning Bilbo. It, it, it's imbalanced kids, I found out. Oh, oh, is yeah, it? Yeah, this is definitely imbalanced some kids? imbalanced luck. Imbalanced kids? <laughs> yeah. I love it. Well, Rye Guy, Bilbo, Saro, Nick, thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of this episode. Uh, it's absolute pleasure every single time we get to have these. Uh, can't wait till the next one in a couple weeks. Um, to everyone in chat who stopped by to say hello, or if you're listening on Spotify or watching on YouTube, thank you for tuning in and being a part of this amazing adventure that Crypto Raiders is. The future is very bright, and uh, I cannot wait to see what happens uh, going forward. Thank you, Nick and the team, uh, for for putting in the hard work you guys are you know putting in. I know it's not easy. I know it's kind of stressful, but you guys are killing it. Uh, it's an absolute amazing blessing to be a part of. Appreciate it. Hey, everyone out there, we'll see you all next time. As always, have a great morning, day, and night. Be awesome, and we'll see you later. Peace. Peace.